This morning, God is drawing us as a church back to that place of worship. And worship really is about giving God everything. It's prioritizing Him in the first place in our lives. He is our priority. You know, all of us, we, we have different priorities in life, and God has really blessed us in Calgary, in the city we live in. Uh, many of us are blessed with material things, with great relationships, uh, with an opportunity to do things, to experience things. But if we're not mindful, those things can, can cause our hearts to drift in ways, and, and we can put our affection to, towards other things in a higher place, even unintentionally, but in a higher place than, than our priority of God in our lives. Sometimes people fall away from God simply because they place a relationship or a career or an opportunity or material things or, or things that their hearts have grown affectionate towards in a higher place than the Lord. And and we're all prone to that. And I feel like this morning, God is calling us back to that, that place of, of saying, I want to renew in you a heart of worship. We're, we're believing and trusting the Holy Spirit that he would do such a deep work in us as his people, that he would draw us back to that place of, of intimacy with him, a heart of worship. I'm preparing a series for us as a church to step into and to, to look into in the, in the weeks to come on the book of Acts, but I just have not felt released to, to start that series yet. Over the last few weeks, we've just been kind of in a, in a series between series and just open to what the Lord is saying and speaking to us as a church. Last Sunday, we talked about vision, and this Sunday, we're talking about the heart of worship. Uh, Michael and I have been talking about this together, and so we decided that this morning we would team up, as I mentioned, and, and just really do some teaching and, and, and find some time together as a church that we could, we could worship. You know, last Sunday night, we had a, a prayer meeting here at the church. The first Sunday night of every month, we dedicate to a time of corporate prayer together. Now, if you weren't here last Sunday night, there's no guilt or condemnation because it was Super Bowl Sunday. And it was also, do you remember, it was Snowmageddon last Sunday. It was the blizzard of all blizzards here in Calgary. You know what really touched my heart is we had a good group of us that gathered last Sunday night we prayed together, and one of the things that Michael did last Sunday night was he began to declare what kind of church we are. We're a worshiping church. And so as we talked this week, we felt to dedicate this Sunday and for the remainder of this service together as a time where we can worship God together, where we can seek God together, we can honor God with our worship. Yeah, amen. You clap your hands. It's biblical. I'm going to get there in a minute. But we wanted to dedicate the rest of this service just to experience his presence. Man, nine o'clock service was powerful. And I'm, ex I'm expecting um, a powerful time together as we gather in his presence. But worship is presenting really our whole selves to God. That's what I feel like the Holy Spirit is calling us to today. He's asking us, will you present your whole self to me afresh? When I was a kid, I remember hearing a story from a missionary that was visiting our church. And this missionary did work in Asia, and she was telling us this story about a place where they were ministering, and there was the preaching of the word, and then at the, at the end, there was a response, and it was an offering that they, they took, that they received at this service. And it was a very impoverished community, but as the missionary told the story, she said, uh, people gave what they could, and they, they received the offering in these giant kind of uh, straw baskets, 
And at the end of the service, they brought all the baskets and laid them at the front. And there was a little boy that came down, and he was either a new believer or a new Christian. And he came down, and, and, and he said to the pastor that was leading the meeting, he said, Pastor, he said, I have nothing to give. He says, but if it's okay, I would like to uh, give myself to the Lord as, as the offering. And I would like to uh, present myself to him. And so he went, and he stood in one of these baskets at the front of the church, stood there. All he could give to to Jesus was himself. And I remember hearing that story, and and I remember the Holy Spirit just asking me the question, have you given yourself completely to me like that? Like, have you given your heart completely over to me? And this is really what a heart of worship is. It's giving our whole to God. It's prioritizing him. The word worship comes from the English word, the old English word, that we understand as worth-ship. And it's giving worth to. And it's saying, God, I give you the priority of my life. You are worthy of, of my affection, my attention, my heart. You are the most worthy thing in my life. So heart of a worshiper is someone who says, God, I prioritize you in my life above and beyond everything else. It's not just about singing songs or coming together It's not just about the band warming us up before the message. It's really about us coming with hearts to say, God, I'm desperate for you, and I desire you above and beyond anything else. Psalm 95 is one of the primary texts of Scripture. We're going to look at this for a few moments, and then we're going to worship together. But it's one of the primary texts in the Scripture where we see different aspects of worship. What is worship? How do we worship? Why do we worship? It starts with, come let us sing for joy to the Lord. When we gather together, we sing. Do you know that singing is a vital part of our devotional life with God? I want to encourage us as a church, let's come together and let's sing on Sunday, but let's sing in our cars, let's sing in our showers, let's sing in our homes. Let's let worship fill our homes and our lives. And this is biblical as we come. We don't just, again, come together for entertainment or to listen to a band or musicians. When we gather as a church, we come to sing our praise. It's, it's biblical. It's right. And it's part of how we express our praise to God. Over 70 times in the Psalms, we see, sing to the Lord. Paul reminds the church, and he says, to sing to the Lord, to sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. This is a vital part of our devotional life that as we sing together, that's why we prioritize this time of worship because it's biblical and it's right and it honors God. We honor God with our our song and our songs of praise. Then it says, let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Do you know that it's right for us to lift our voice to God in worship? It's right for us to shout aloud. And some of you are here today, you say, well, I'm kind of Canadian. I'm a little more reserved you know what, it's okay to be reserved and there's no pressure to shout. But if you feel like shouting before God, then shout. Because worship involves our whole self. It's our whole heart. It's our whole life honoring God. And as Canadians, sometimes we struggle because we can feel like as Canadians we're a little more quiet. Have you been to a hockey game? Did you shout at the flames? Did it help? (laughs) Friends, I just want to encourage us that 
it's appropriate. And sometimes in church, we will have a time where Michael or whoever's leading worship will say, let's just lift our song to God. Let's lift our voice and let's lift our praise. And to move beyond being self-conscious, but just to really allow what's in your heart to, to flow and to come forth. It's, it, it's, it's being a worshiping people and it's being a worshiping church that we would shout and lift our voice before God. Let us come before God is what it says. Let us come before him. The idea here is anticipating that we're going to meet with God. Let us come before God. When you come on a Sunday, when we gather together as a church, we are coming anticipating that God is here. He's meeting us here. It's not just a karaoke on the screens where we sing some songs and then we listen to a talk. We are gathering in his presence, friends. We are anticipating that things are going to change, that his presence is here, his power is here, his anointing is here. We're hungry to encounter God and to encounter his presence. My dream and my heart would be that as a people, as a church, First Assembly, that that we would come here on Sunday. We cannot wait to gather. Why? Because we've been anticipating this time all week long. That we've been worshiping in our homes and throughout the day. We, we don't come, we have to wait for three or four songs just to warm up and kind of feel like we're, we're saved enough to actually maybe lift our voice a bit or sing a song. That we would come fired up and filled up and excited. Can we be people that would come before him and anticipate him? You know, anticipate meeting him. I remember the first date I had with, with Heather when, we were, when I just asked her out for a date. I remember taking so long to get ready for that date. Why? Because I was anticipating this incredible encounter with this beautiful woman. Now, normally it takes me about 10 minutes to get dressed these days. I remember that taking me about an hour before that first date. I had to get my dippity-doo gel going the right way. I had to, I had to get everything done right, you know, and my hair and my clothes and my jeans and my shoes. I had to just be perfect. But I was anticipating. I was, I was coming to a place of anticipating relationship. And as we come before God, this is what the psalmist, he says, let us come before him, anticipating him, coming prepared with thanksgiving. The word here is tadah. It's understanding God's hand. It's, it's understanding that we worship God with, with a sacrifice of praise, lifting our hands. And then it says to extol him with music and song. This word extol is the idea of elevating, lifting up God. Why do we elevate God, lift him up together? Because he is the Lord, the great God, the king above all gods. His hands are the depths of the earth and his mountain peaks, the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it. His hands form the dry land. And this speaks of the worth and the power of our God. Why we worship him, he's God. And then it says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. It's very hard to separate worship from physical response to God. We see it throughout the scripture. There's there's often, it's not just about making physical movements, but it's about a heart. And then it's about allowing us to be free in God's presence where we could physically respond to God, to bow down before him, to lift our hands before him, to kneel, to clap, to lift our voice in song, singing to the Lord, to worship God. We can worship him in our laughing. We can worship him in our weeping. We can worship God as we read scripture and as we read it aloud, as we lay down before God in a place of trust and quietness. There's sometimes that I just get to the place in my day or my week where I just have to find a, a quiet place in the corner of my office or somewhere in my house and I just have to lay down on the floor and just say, God, you're God. 
and I worship you and I, I, I still myself before you. Physically with our bodies, finding a place where we're expressing what's in our heart before God. It's appropriate then to dance before the Lord, to, to speak in a spiritual language, to, to be silent, to stand before God, to, to give public testimony and to proclaim what God has done in your life and in my life. That's a way we worship God, by telling your story to other people. This is what Jesus did for me. These are all ways we worship. It's even appropriate, I believe, and it brings God glory when we shout the preacher down. We say, amen, preacher. I believe because we're agreeing with what God's doing in the moment and we're worshiping together and we're lifting our voice and we're declaring his goodness. And so it it means that we're responding from the deepest place of who we are. Psalm 22, 3 says that the King of Kings, that he literally is enthroned in our praises, that he inhabits the praises of his people. Think about that for a moment. We see that also in 2 Chronicles 5 where the people of God came together and they worshiped with all of their heart. They sacrificed and they brought the ark of, of the Lord and they brought the ark of the covenant to that place in and, and, and the temple and they, and they worshiped God so exuberantly, so passionately. It says that there was a cloud, the glory of, of his presence filled that place. There, there's something as we worship together, church, where God's presence and his power is here. And, and, and it says that the priests were not even able to stand because of the glory of God that they experienced in that place. And man, my heart is just that we would be a worshiping people. And here's the thing. As we are a worshiping church, we are a church that is on mission. When we look at the book of Acts, when they gather together in prayer and in worship in that upper room, what happened? From that place, mission flowed. People came to Christ. Miracles, signs and wonders. It started with the people of God gathering together as worshipers, as prioritizing him, as giving him worth as the highest honor, the highest worth in their life, as attributing that and ascribing that to God. And so I would invite you to stand with me at this time, and we're going to move into a time of worship as Michael leads us and continues to lead us in this teaching on worship. And we're going to make some declarations as a church today. And we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to, to meet us in this time and to minister to us in this gathering this morning. It's early. It's uh, 11.44. And so we have some time. We have... A, time together in God's presence. We're going to officially dismiss somewhere around 20 after, 20 to 25 after this morning. But we're just going to open up the rest of this service, the rest of this time together to encounter God, to, to say, Holy Spirit, take my heart and, and, and recalibrate my heart, that, that it would please your heart. Friends, worship is not about us. It's not for us. It's for God. It's for God. And so this morning, we're going to give him everything, our heart, our soul, our mind, our bodies, our voice, and be free in this place and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you as you minister to him. As as we draw near to God, the Bible promises us that he draws near to us. Are you ready for him to draw near to you this morning? Are you ready for his presence and his power and his glory to land upon us as a church so that we can be on mission in the power of the Holy Spirit? We don't want to be on mission with clever programs or clever ideas. 
We value the presence of God over program in this church. We value people over, over processes. We value the presence of God. And we want to be worshipers. And we want to say, God, bring us back to the heart of worship today so that we could glorify you and fulfill the vision you've called us in. So let's worship together. I want to invite you to lift your hands in this place and begin to lift your voice in this place as Michael leads us. And let's call upon the name of the Lord together this morning. Let's worship him with passion. Let's worship him with our whole being, our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength. The psalmist says, why so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your hope in God. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within me. Forget not all of his benefits. But bless the Lord. Let's bless him together this morning.